Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, everyone. Good morning. Happy day 46 of the program. How are you making out today? We are continuing our downsizing week, our last and final downsizing week. So this will be another few days and then we're going to be switching it up next week for our feeding the metabolism tweak. And that's where we approach weight loss from a totally different angle to get in there and shake things up physically and mentally. That's a lot of what we're doing around here is, you know, we're sort of building on where our body's at and progressing through the program and the process as your body works to level up and address issues and you're getting more in tune with it physically and mentally. And you know, the tweaks are designed to get the body's attention. More so it is to kind of like bust through old habits and beliefs and patterns of the way your body has come to function and patterns of, you know, the way your brain is wired and the things that you think about, especially when it comes to food. We talk a lot about the diet industry and just how detrimental it is to people's health physically, mentally. We talk about, you know, the, you know, the, the mental toll it's taken on people. Um, you know, the, the diet industry has a bad rap for good reason. And a lot of people have spent a lot of time, uh, you know, trying to lose this weight. So this program is way more than just what you're eating and when, and, you know, eating less and exercising. Because again, you know, how did how does eating less and exercising work for you? If eating less and exercising more actually work, then there probably wouldn't be the obesity issues that we're, we're dealing with. Probably wouldn't be so hard for people to lose weight, and the diet industry wouldn't be a billion dollar industry at the end of the day. Um, so it's a lot easier said than done. And there's a lot more to it, which, you know, the diet industry doesn't talk about. They like to show you the before and the after, and they never talk about the messy middle. And that is where we are at. We are, get those questions. Let's load them up. I want to get right to them. We are in the messy middle. Um, we're in the, oh my God, this is taking forever. This is in the, I'm not sure I can do this. I'm not motivated. I'm just like, whatever. The, the fear of like, well, even if I lose my weight, am I going to be able to maintain my weight? Like, it's just the second guessing and, you know, one day feeling super hopeful on the one day feeling like hopeless and just all of it. And, you know, having to do the things you need to do is hard enough when you have a million other things to do. Prioritizing yourself when you've been told that, you know, prioritizing yourself is selfish and then dealing with feelings of guilt because of that, you know, dealing with what other people are saying. You know, you finally feel like you're doing something great for yourself and you're, you know, accomplishing all these non-scale victories and the scale is moving and you're feeling really good. And then you have to deal with other people. Oh, don't lose any more weight. Are you still on that diet? You have to listen to what everybody else has to say because when it comes to dieting, people say the weirdest shit, honestly. So there's a lot to it. There, there's really a lot to it. And so if you are feeling it, good, because that's the biggest part of it. You got to feel the feels. You got to walk through that fire. You have to do the things that you need to do to accomplish your goals because it's much more when it comes to finally and forever than just physically eating less and then moving your body more, right? So I want to get right into those questions today. Ooh, where are they? I'm going to find them. 
Uh, today, if you're in the group, we did this post called Midway Motivation. And we did that amazing post in the beginning, Words of Encouragement, where we encouraged our returning members to give our new members some words of encouragement. But that was such a long time ago, doesn't it feel like so long ago, um, that we're doing a Midway shout out. So we're, if you are a returning member and you got some words of encouragement or words of wisdom to share, we would love for you to add that on the post so that people don't have to go back and refer to that original. They can actually refer in real time, in the moment where we're at now to today's post. It's called Midway Motivation. So if you can take some time uh, and add your words of wisdom, we would love that. Hi, everyone. Good morning. Hi, Lisa. Happy day 46. Midway through the program. And I can say from experience, once you get through the messy middle, which you will, the time really flies and all of a sudden it's day 91. Hang in there. Okay, I love this. Yes. Messy middle really feels like you're in it forever, but the last four weeks of the program always fly by. And that's really where the magic happens. Those expectations that you had in the first weeks of the program, you really need to shift those to the back end of this program. And this is also where people can feel like, oh my goodness, I'm having such a hard time now. It's just going to get harder. It's not. It's going to get easier because you're more in tune with your body. Your body's on your side. It wants the fat going just as much as you do. And you now are getting to know what it needs to get and keep that scale moving, right? So if you are still here now, you might as well just stick it through <laughs> and be here at the end. People always say at the end, you know, maybe they didn't lose. I mean, some people will exceed their expectations. And some people will not lose as much as they would have liked to have lost. But everyone always said, you know, even though I didn't lose what I wanted to lose, I'm so happy I did this. I'm so happy that I'm here. I'm feeling so happy about reaching my goal because it always takes you longer to reach your goals than what you expect. That's with everything in your life. So that's some amazing words of wisdom. Hi, Tanya. Today is a great day. Down seven pounds this week after having a super stressful start to my week. My dog's in ICU in Guelph. Oh, I was just there. My dog, Jasmine. Oh, she's right here. My dog, Jasmine, has cancer. And she just, um, if you saw, <laughs> she's kind of, she's um, all drugged up and she's um, walking around aimlessly. Um, so she had a big uh, tumor removed. The people in Guelph are just amazing, absolutely lovely, and no doubt your dog is going to get the best care, the best care. Um, so sending you lots of love on that because I know it's just so unnerving, honestly. Like we we haven't slept and we're just so worried about her. I was up at two thirty in the morning with her, and it's just so unnerving. They're just you know such a big part of our family. Um, I so needed this after bouncing around for weeks one uh, for weeks with one or two pounds. Trust the program, stick with it. It works. Oh, I love that. Yes, it does work. Absolutely works. Most people are here because they know someone who's been successful. And I absolutely love that. But then we forget about that, right? When we get into our own journeys. And, you know, if you're looking around and you're in the group and you're kind of being like frustrated by everyone else, like it feels like everyone else is having success except for you. Like recognize if someone else can have success, so can you. And chances are that person who's having success that you're seeing right now, they struggle. The struggle bus, it sits outside of everybody's house because this is a big thing. Finally and forever is no joke. Like it's really about being done with weight loss. It's like reconciling all of it. It's being being in tune with your body's needs, but also being calm around food and being able to enjoy all the yummy bites of bits that life has to offer. You know, like you you want to eat the things. And I, although you know there are going to be things that you choose to eat that are just never going to make you feel great. You know, this is your opportunity to experience life. And if you want to eat the thing, eat. The 
the thing, you know, and you want to do it without ragging on yourself and being calm about it or being fearful that just because you eat something, you're going to gain all your weight back because that's not how it's going to happen. It's not how it's going to be because you are showing up and putting yourself through a process like this. It's just so worth the work just for your peace of mind. Hi, Jane. After three programs this week, I'm really enjoying downsizing for the first time I'm eating for the hunger I feel now. Not so, not so I won't be hungry later. Oh, I love this because so many people are dealing with this that also you have to remember we were kind of taught you know you need to have a big breakfast now because we're going to be we have a big day today eat that big breakfast because we have a big day today so you're kind of taught that you need to eat all your food or more food because it needs to last you longer so that's really ingrained in a lot of us um you're taught that breakfast is the most important meal of the day it's not really you wake up you're full of energy no one needs to eat um it's definitely a benefit to eat um but your body's not getting energy from the food you just ate it's from your glycogen stores when your body broke down and um, processed and digested the food you pre previously ate the day before. And this is sort of like, you know, it's like if you um, have a, a gas station at your house. I know that's weird, but you, you come home, you park your car in your driveway, you fill it for all the gas. And then you go to sleep and you wake up and then you're like, well, I have a really long, busy day today. So you try to jam more gas in your car. Like your, your car is full of gas. You can't jam more in there. And your body is very similar. Um, you know, and that's, but we're taught, we're taught that we're taught breakfast is the most important meal of the day. We're taught like to eat more, you know, cause it's going to last you longer. And so these things are really ingrained in us. And it's just not how, the, just not how the body works. And then you pair that with, you know, there's starving people everywhere or, you know, your parents who can't came from, you know, a situation where there actually was legit food shortages, you know, or, you know, food scarcity issues that are, that are handed down. So it's a lot, it's a lot to it kind of getting to that place where you're, you're eating less food waste issues, you know, thinking that you're wasting all this food. Like there's, you know, Tony has a massive food waste issue. His biggest pet, pet is Thursday. It's garbage day today and recycling day. Ah, he, I've seen him so angry sometimes, especially he'll go through stuff and their food left over, like massive food waste issues. So the issues are real on this. So, you know, three programs in, you know, three programs in and, you know, first time I'm eating for the hunger I feel now, so I won't be hungry later. So people also try to control, right? They're, they're, they're afraid. And the thing is, is that it's not for most people who are in this group, food scarcity is not an issue. Meaning that if I'm hungry right now, I can go upstairs and find something to eat in my house. It's literally right there. But your hunger level doesn't work like that. Hungers don't work like that because your body doesn't assume that you have food readily available. So when your body lets you know that you're hungry, it's just letting you know where it's at energetically. Hey, you might want to start thinking about eating something right? It knows it's going to take you time to find the food, to process, to, to make the food, to eat the food, and then to process and digest the food. So, you know, hunger is never an emergency situation, but we're kind of thought it is. Oh my God, I'm hungry. I need to eat. Now, even to the point where people feel their tummy rumbling and think they're hungry when in reality, that's just their migrating motor complex. So a lot of our lives, we've been misled <laughs> when it comes to hunger, you know? And the thing is you have that next meal or snack coming down the pipeline, but people are so fearful that feels like if they don't eat now, they're, you know, they're going to suffer later or they're not going to be able to eat later. This is why I'm not a big fan of that whole point system on Weight Watchers. And I'm not going to knock Weight Watchers, but that whole saving points, you know, just kind of feeds into that. Oh, I'm going to have a little bit now so I can save this for later. Like that really just kind of perpetuates that whole situation, you know? So sometimes it does take you a few grips. My point is like this, my point is, Jane, that's not an easy thing. It's not an easy place to get to because there's a lot of 
lot to work through in order to feel like that. Hi, Emanuela. Fourth round, and I finally understand what fresh eyes means. Weight is just dropping like crazy, and I'm thrilled. I'm also finally comfortable with being unsatisfied and no longer afraid of hunger. Yes, I guess this is the theme that we're talking about today right? Like that is a big feel, a fear of hunger, fear of not getting enough, fear of needing to get it in now because what about later? When if you really think about it, most people, this we don't really have to worry. We're so blessed. I mean, a lot of people in the world do. And we're most, I'm assuming if you're here and you have access to this group and whatnot, that's not really an issue for you, you know, um, where we do are, are so lucky to have that food readily, readily available. But the, the, the fear is real. The, the fear of all of it and the feelings are real, right? Even if it's not your reality, it can feel really real for a lot of reasons. Again, this is why this process is so much bigger than just eating less and exercising more. Because those fears will pull you back into old habits, right? Like overeating out of fear of not getting enough later. Like Also, there are a little bit of control issues here too. There can be a little bit of control issues and letting go, even though you're letting go to yourself and being in tune to what you actually need. Sometimes we've been and taught to control ourselves right to moderate to control and that's why that's why the word like control and moderation doesn't really have any you know I'm trying to control my control yourself Gina come on control yourself like that that the words control and the words moderation I've talked about this before moderation has no place in dieting moderation has no place in the foods that you're eating it means that you don't have any control so you have to moderate yourself when in reality you're, you're just in tune it's just a matter of being in tune with yourself and if you want to overeat you just make a choice to overeat like that's it right so those those also words that we carry carry forward with us too especially from spending time in the diet industry um i don't think it's a diet it's learning how to eat good food new habits yeah I mean, it's, it sort of depends on, I think this is where it gets complicated. What is the definition of a diet? You know, is it the diet, like the foods that you're consuming on a regular basis, or is it like an actual diet diet in order to lose weight? Um, a lot of diets out there get slammed for trying not to be a diet. We're just not, we're not trying to not be a diet. I don't, I don't care what you call it. Um, now it was originally designed as a lifestyle program that would help you get healthy and the side effect of that was weight loss. And so when I originally came up with this, I was like, wow, it's like actually helping the body get healthy and it has all these benefits and all these things and whatever. And this is where lifestyle was like, it wasn't even really a word yet. And it wasn't like a buzzwordy word. And things like metabolism and, you know, um, people talking about insulin. No, no one talked about any of that. No, and, and digestion. No, no, nobody really talked about any of that. And so I realized I was onto something that not only helped you lose weight, but helped people get a lot healthier in the process, physically, mentally, all of that. And so I originally was like, you know, I have this amazing lifestyle program and they're like, well, I just want to lose weight. I'm like, I know, but like you, by, by focusing on being in tune to your body and helping yourself get healthier, you're going to lose the weight. And they're like, no, I, I just want to lose weight. And I'm like, you're going to lose weight. It's just like, it's a byproduct of you doing all of these things, which are going to be so beneficial physically and mentally. I know, but I just want to lose weight. And I was like, oh my God, I couldn't sell this thing to save my life. <laughs> No, it's just like it's a weight loss program. Sold, 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 sold. <laughs> Everybody just wanted to lose weight. It was also a time in my life where I was doing a lot of personal training. 
a lot of personal training and I would see the people come into the gym. I'd work that morning five till one shift or, you know, whatever shift after I worked on breakfast television and I do the, like the one to nine shift, whatever it was. And the, the point was, as I would work shift where the same people would come in consistently and constantly, you know, be on the treadmill and be on the, you know, elliptical and do all the things and work out so hard and hire the trainers and do all of that. And, you know, and of course I'm, you know, get to know people and start talking about them and they'll be like, Oh, I just want to lose this weight. I want to lose this weight. And I'd be like, you come in, you come here every day. Every day you work out, you're sweaty when you leave, like, you know, how's this like workout working for you? Like, especially as I was training people, no one wanted, I mean, sure, people wanted to get stronger, they wanted to work on flexibility, they wanted to work on endurance, they wanted to work on their, you know, agility and stuff like that, but everybody wanted to lose weight. And I was just like, this gym thing is not working for people. Like everyone is looking to the gym and pounding the crap out of their bodies harder and harder and harder in order to lose weight. And it just wasn't working for people. It wasn't working for people because you'll notice on this program that when you're, when you're giving your body what it needs and all of that is on point, maximizing your efforts, when you add a little tiny bit of exercise, ah, oh man, your body's going to trans, your bodies are transforming in front of your eyes without the exercise. So if you can imagine adding in a little bit of exercise here and there, just strictly for toning and shaping your body, it's going to have a massive impact, a massive impact on that. Yeah. So, you know, you can call it whatever you want. I, I, you can call it a diet. You can call it a lifestyle. My issue with a lifestyle is you have to understand that you're not going to continue to eat five, six, eight times a day. Like you're not going to continue to follow the, follow the food plan. So that's, that's my only issue with calling it a lifestyle. Cause people are like, I can eat like this forever. No, you do not want to eat like this forever. Once you kind of really get to that finally and forever stage, like there's four stages of finally and forever. There's like reaching your goal, right? And this process, this program is a means to end to that, to reach your goal. Then you want to put time into solidifying your goal. And that's what we're going to show you how to do it on your own. But this is why a lot of people are doing the program again to help like solidify their goal, to allow their body to get used to their new weight. And then also working on leveling up all their health issues. There's a lot of benefit to doing the program, even if you're not looking to lose weight. And then there's kind of like testing the waters, getting to know your new body, trusting yourself, you know, um, you know, kind of working through that fear of gaining that weight back, you know, cause even though you're not going to, people are very fearful about it. This is where you want to start to indulge. You're going to use this technique called back on track whenever you go off the rails and kind of really just living your life and kind of relaxing about everything a little bit. And then there's that really, truly finally and forever stage where you're just kind of living your life, waking up, looking good, feeling good, going about your day. Some days, just like on program, you're going to be really hungry. We're going to find yourself eating more often than not. And then other days are going to go by and you're going to maybe have, you know, a little something here, a little something there and whatever, because, you know, your body just for whatever reason, maybe it's focused on other things or just very similar to children. So, you know, when you, for those of you who have children, so do you know how, when you have kids and some days you're like, what the, what are they surviving on? Like they're, you're offering them food and they're just like, man, I'm not interested in it. I, I don't need to eat it. They're not trying to screw you over. They're, they're not trying to control you. They're not trying to ignore you. If they, if they were hungry, they would eat. And just like children are just like, they're not hungry for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and all the snacks in between. Like they'll go days where they're not hungry at all. And then they'll go days where they'll eat you out of house and home. Even my teenagers are like this. Some days I'm like, what are our children surviving on? And then other days they're just in the kitchen every five minutes because they're not thinking about it. They're not controlling anything. They're not thinking about their weight and trying to not eat and diet and all of that. And that is normal. That is normal. Just being in tune 
to your body's needs. And some days you're going to be hungry and some days you're going to not be hungry. And forcing yourself to eat when you're not hungry isn't really a benefit after you're done doing the program and you've lost your weight. So, so you really want to get in tune to that. Now, in terms of diet, you can be, you know, vegan or you can like not eat this or you can, you know, eat raw foods or whatever like that or you know, you're, you can live a healthy diet when you choose to eat, choose foods that are nutrient rich and also a benefit as well, right? So, so it depends on your definition of diet. But uh, this could be a diet. This could be lifestyle, although you have to remember this is not how you're going to eat. We're going to phase you off that and eventually have you eating more in tune to your body's needs. We're going to teach you how to do that. Um, you know, it's a course. It's a project where you're the project. It's a journey. <laughs> it's an adventure. Who the fuck knows what we're doing next week, but I'm here for it kind of thing. So this is why sometimes, um, to your point, framing it how you have what's going to best motivate you or help you kind of like wrap your head around the process of it. And this is why I say a course. There's a start date. There's an end date for people. You got to show up even when you don't want to. It's work. You know, you're not always motivated, that kind of thing. Um, you know, an adventure, like I'm just here for it. I know I'm feeling great. And let's just sort of see what comes, you know, a journey, a journey in self-discovery. You know, you know, maybe you started off because you wanted to fit your butt into your jeans, but now you're just like, wow, I just feel better. And look at all these things that are happening. Um, you know, so it's all about framing it and whatever sort of works for you. I'm all about it. <laughs> Shasha, fork and chip balls, a huge. <laughs> I'm gonna start using that. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. I was in Bulk Barn yesterday to pick up treats for Halloween. It was around noon to one o'clock, usually witching hour for me because I'd be starving. I didn't realize until about four o'clock that afternoon that I hadn't even been tempted or actually even noticed all the treats. They didn't even spark a feeling within me. No desire, but even more, not even noticing them. This, 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 this. This is that calm. This is that you're in a room full of your favorite foods and you're just like, yeah, I wish I wanted it. Yeah, I, you know, even if it looks good, looks good, just not interested. This, being in the line at the grocery store and not being like, should I get it? Should I not get it? Should I get it? Should I not get it? Should I get it? Should I not get it? Shouldn't get it. Should I get it? I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Okay, I'm buying it. And then get in the car. Should I open it? Should I not open it? Oh, I'm going to open it. I'm just going to have one. Next thing you know, you're eating there, you're sitting there, you're eating the whole bag and the person beside you is like, you know, that, um, being in the coffee line. Seeing those cake pops, seeing those Halloween cookies. Should I get one? Should I not get one? Should I get one? Should I not get one? No, I'm not going to get one. Okay, maybe I'll just have one. I'll just buy it. I'll put it, put it for later. I'll put it in the freezer. Okay, now I'm in my car. Now I'm eating it. Oh my God. I suck. I'm the worst. I'm fat. I'm never going to lose this weight. That. 
Do you know what I mean? That, that is so huge to get, to just like not have that means that you're just in tune. And right now, even though that is, those are, Calvin candy's yummy. It's yummy, but your body doesn't need it. So this is you working through a want. I want it versus a you need it. And when you continually feed into the fact that you feel good and you make choices that make you feel good, that is way more powerful than having the thing that you're going to eat that tastes yummy that doesn't actually make you feel good. Now, if you want to eat the thing, eat the thing because that can be and just walk away from it and be like, oh, that was good. That is also super huge. Having the thing and then not thinking anything. If you the goal is to get rid of that space in your brain that is reserved for what you're eating, what you're not eating, ragging on yourself about it. You don't need that for awareness. You don't need that for mindfulness. Mindfulness is, okay, there's a cookie. That looks yummy. I'm going to eat it. Great. That was delicious. Done. That, that's it. Done. Like that, you, don't, you don't need that space in your brain. You don't need a regulator in your brain. You don't need to control anything. You don't have to moderate. So that, that space that's used for controlling and moderating and all that, you don't need it. You're just in tune. You were born in tune to what your body needs. Just like kids. Just like kids, man. Then they, when they're hungry, they'll let you know. They'll just like, I'm hungry, you know? I love that. That's so huge. That, 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 that feeling, right? That didn't even spark a feeling within me because the, the food never sparked the feeling. It was the association to it. That's fun. That's yummy. It's almost, it's the, it's not even studies have shown us. It's not even having the thing. It's the anticipation of having the thing. And then when you're anticipating having the thing, you sometimes in the moment, I talked about this yesterday. We have a, a maintenance group. We have a maintenance group. Um, and on Wednesdays we weigh in and it was talking about how I opened my, opened my freezer. Cause I was, my kid was eating. I don't know what he was eating. He was eating, um, what was he eating? Doesn't matter what he was eating. Patties, juicy patties. And they were, and he was finished getting them out. So of course he left the box on the counter, you know, so I got the box, popped them in the freezer and I opened the freezer and there was, um, a ice cream sandwich, a cookie ice cream sandwich. And I was like, Oh, and because when do we ever have those lying around the house? Because if we even buy them, they're eaten in five minutes. Like I have so many kids, like even if they all just have one, they're gone. And I was like, whoa. And it was kind of like, I didn't even really. And, and so then I, so I got it and then I pulled it out and all my kids were all around. They're like, oh, where did that come from? Well, we didn't know we had any of those. And I'm like, it's the, it's the last one. <laughs> Bugger off, buggers. And, and then I was like, yeah, I'm eating it. And, and, and so then I opened it and then I, before I even bit it, I'm like, I don't even really want this. And then I ate it. And I'm like, I don't even really want this. And then I was like, then I kind of reconciled myself. I'm like, well, I'm eating it. And when do I ever eat an ice cream sandwich? So you know what? Even though I don't really want it, I'm still going to eat it. But it was a very calm decision. But it, to me, it wasn't even like I didn't even really want it in the first place. I just love the fact that it was there and that, you know, I never get them because my kids just eat them, which is fine. I don't even really, you know, I don't care, whatever. But it was more about the anticipation. Oh, I found it. Then it was like the anticipation of having it. And then the minute I realized I was like, I'm having it. I like, as I'm saying, I'm like, I don't even want this. But you know, now I'm following through and then I took that bite. And even though I didn't really want it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to eat it and enjoy it. So did you see how complicated that was? <laughs> 
so a lot of times it's not even eating the thing. It's the anticipation of eating the thing. So I, I could have also said to myself, I don't want this. Like I, I would have, could have wrapped it up. I could have, you know, offered it to someone. Sell. Does anyone want this? And I almost did that. I'm almost was like, I actually don't want this. Do you guys want it? And they would have come like vultures and been like, ah, I'm having it. Um, but I didn't for, for whatever reason. I was like, I'm going to just sit here and I, and I ate that ice cream sandwich and I just, I enjoyed it. I made a point of like tasting the ice cream and the cookie and whatever. And you know, so it's, it is a lot. It's not actually eating the thing. A lot of times it's the anticipation or what it represents or, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it can be pretty complicated. So that feeling is pretty complex as to why you're, why you're having the feeling in the first place, <laughs> you know, but the point was that wasn't a very, that wasn't a stressful situation for me that, and I, obviously I've gone into lengths to kind of describe what was happening in real time, but that was not, that was not stressful and nor did I eat the thing and then think about eating the thing. In fact, I had the thing and it wasn't until we had that conversation because the conversation is about when do you eat the things after you're done maintenance. Um, and I hadn't even thought about it until it came up in that conversation, you know, so this is huge getting to a place where you're calm around food and just you know it's like nah, whatever I've been lots of places where the food has looked really good and I wished I was hungry for it like I'm like oh man this looks amazing like I wish I was hungry for it but I'm just not you know and I've even had people say to me are you not gonna have any of this like it looks so good I'm like yeah, it does. It looks amazing. And I'm, I'm just, but I'm just not hungry. And people look at me like I'm crazy, but like, I'm just, I'm not, there's no, there's no voice inside my head saying, eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it. You know, there's just, there's none of that. There's none of that. So, you know, you can lose your weight and this is why it's still beneficial to continue to be mindful about all of it. It's why it's still, and we're not into selling you over and over. We don't want you to stay here forever. We want you to lose your weight and then move on with your life. But this is why we do have people repeating the process to solidify their weight and, and when it comes to maintenance. It's a great way to do that because once you've lost your weight physically, it doesn't necessarily mean you've, you've worked through all the stuff mentally to get to that place, right? And even just to do the program itself, regardless of what's happening weight loss wise, it's so beneficial because it's all going to add up and lead to that truly, truly, truly finally and forever place, you know? Non-scale victory in the house. I have a. I have to tie my favorite jogging pants to walk two steps. <laughs> Scale might not be moving with the changes showing my clothes. Okay, I love this. I love this. I love this, Christy. Um, as you know, it, <laughs> this is where we start hearing about people's pants falling down. <laughs> Because your body's changing, especially if you've lost weight before, right? And you've signed up, you're doing this program and you might not be having much action on the scale, but this is where so many people talk about that. How, wow, I didn't lose as much as I did in the last program, but my body has changed. Like, so even when you're done losing your weight, because this is what your body needs time to solidify the way that you've lost, to regenerate around your new frame, to repair, rebuild, to make change. You cannot lose 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 60, 80, 100 pounds and not need your body to have to adjust on all levels. And sometimes when people do back-to-back back programs, they lose a huge chunk and then your body needs time. It's like, okay, wait a minute, love what you're doing here, but I need time to solidify this weight, which also means get used to functioning at this new weight and make the changes that I need to make to support the changes, right? And that's a lot of times what happens. So after you're done losing weight, I have this, my clients would call me all the time. They lose weight and three months later, they're like, what's going on? I'm like, what? 
what's going on? People keep telling me how much more weight I've lost. And I ha I swear I have not lost one pound. What's going on? I'm like, you're, you're settling into your weight. Your new weight's becoming your new norm. Your, your skin, your body frame is regenerating around your new frame. Like you cut your hand. You don't sit there and be like, oh my God, is it going to heal? You know, you're making all these changes. Your body's adapting to that, right? That's why you can literally lose dress sizes, you know, and not lose one pound, which is really cool. Because when the scale isn't moving, you're giving the body the resources every millisecond of the day your body is spending time repairing rebuilding regenerating rejuvenating keeping you alive making you stronger more efficient boosting your metabolism doing all the things it can to make you as healthy as possible right so when you're giving it all these resources that enable it to do the things it needs to do it's going to do the things it needs to do and that's going to amount to change your body wants you to be as healthy as possible and and doing all the things is a big part of that good morning how do i deal with feeling bad when some family members want uber eats instead of the food i make based on the food plan that's like my everyday life <laughs> when you have kids your kids just want it like your kid every day what do you want oh you make a meal for your kids every day I don't know if you have kids so maybe this can't relate but you know we make food uh, for our kids every, like every day what's for dinner what's for dinner you tell them you tell them this amazing meal that you're gonna slave over and they're like oh well, what do you want then? Tell me what they want. You know, they want burgers. They want fries. They want pizza. They want, you know what I mean? They want nachos. And they make, we got, made our kid nachos last night. Um, so this has happened every day. But let, let's talk about this, Tia. How to deal with feeling bad when family members want Uber Eats instead of the food I made on the food plan. My meals are much simpler and more nutrient-rich now, but I used to cook more tasty, fat-type foods, Yorkshire puddings, gravies, French fries, pizzas, etc. Feeling a bit sad about this. Okay. I know it's my time, but I'm going to spend uh, time answering this question. I got to go, but I want to answer this. So there's a couple things going on here. What other people choose to do shouldn't make you feel bad because they're entitled to not want to eat your food. They're entitled to want to eat something else. So other people can't make you feel bad. It's how you're internalizing what they're saying or doing. So there's probably a bit of guilt going on in here and and selfish and feeling selfish happening in he, in here because you feel bad um like you couldn't feel you can feel angry you can be pissed off like fucking sleep i'm like i'm making a point of you know helping you fuckers be healthier and eat better and you guys don't even care and you guys all suck <laughs> even though you're family and they're your kids and you love them you can have feels like come on i'm trying really hard here so i don't know what you mean by bad feels like you can be absolutely annoyed that you are caring about and wanting everyone to eat healthy and they don't want it for themselves but the reality is you cannot make people want it for themselves this is like people would ask me, how do you get, I'm going to be all over the place. How do you get your kids to eat healthy? You don't tell them to eat healthy. When they come home from school, you put fruit out, you put vegetables out, you put out the healthy food. Your kids are not going to go into your food, your fridge and make a healthy food choice. They're going to make a convenient choice. So if you lay out the healthy foods and you just say nothing, chances are they're going to eat those healthy foods. You try to make them eat the healthy foods. They're like, I'm not eating your healthy food. So, you know, that's, that's a whole other thing. 
So that's one thing. And you're allowed to be annoyed at your family that you're making an effort to help everyone get healthy and they're not on board. You're allowed. But also they're allowed to not want to be on board. So that's something. Um, the, also that the feelings are more guilt feelings that you're doing this for you and that feels selfish, then that's a lot of guilt. And you know, I know as a mom, I got the most guilt for like every freaking reason. So much guilt, so much freaking guilt. Um, I don't know where that comes from. I'm not about to analyze it, but I think a lot of it comes from this thing that we're taught that when we put ourselves first, that's selfish. And the whole word selfish should be a very positive word. It's your job in your life to care, to care, to take, to take, to take, what the fuck is wrong with me? To take care of yourself. It's your job to take care of yourself. And you could say, well, it's also my job to take care of my children. You are. You're providing the nutrient-rich food. But it, you're also teaching that they have choices in life. And then choices have consequences. So, you know, it's up to them. If they don't want to eat the healthy food, you can't make them eat the healthy food. Um, so there's a lot of selfishness in there. I remember, and I, I, I don't want to get into it, but I, when I was having a bit of a midlife crisis, I had four kids. I, now that I, you know, think back, I was in a relationship where I wasn't happy. I was doing everything for everybody, including my spouse, everything for them and nothing for myself, sacrificing myself across the board. Um, even with my clients, I, you know, sacrificing, uh, just putting everybody else first. And I remember one day I saw this kiteboarding and I've told the story before. It was like, it's like this extreme sport with a kite in the air and you're surfing. And I thought, oh my God, I want to do this, which was insane, which was insane because I'm not 20 anymore. And I was like in my forties and it was a sport that was very time consuming. It was expensive. It was time consuming. Um, and so I just signed up on a whim and bought 20 lessons from some guy I don't even know off the internet. And I met him at some beach and I was literally the only woman there. And there's all these extreme kiteboarders everywhere. And I'm thinking, what am I doing? And like people die doing this sport. And I showed up. And lesson after lesson after lesson after lesson after lesson after lesson. And I was I was filling myself up with myself, doing something for myself. But everybody in my life was like, what are you doing? You can't do that. It's an extreme sport. You're going to take all day long. Who's watching your children? Even my husband would be like, oh, your mom's going kiteboarding again. I'm like, you fucker. You went golfing this week. You went out with your friends. You went here. You do this. You played basketball. You did all of these things. You did about 20 things for yourself this week. And I did nothing other than take care of everybody. I still got the feels about this because it was so hard to do something for myself that was so, and it was life changing for me. Doing it anyway was life changing for me. I don't honestly know where I would be or what, what would be, where I would be at in my life if I did it. I was, if that was my Hail Mary. That was like, I need to do something for myself. I am drowning in my own life. And people did not make it easy for me. They didn't, you know, and maybe some people were out of concern, like, really, you're doing that? This is not extreme sport. Don't people die doing that? Yes, they do. Um, you know, and I get it. Like, I do get it, but. People don't make it easy for you to do what makes you happy because in life, when you do what makes you happy, that can be difficult for other people. But think about, and I don't, I wish I would love to talk to you right now, but think about what you're teaching your children right now 
or whoever your husband. I I am doing something for myself. I like I'm praying. I'm still taking care of you, and I'm making you healthy food because I love you. So here it is, and I am taking care of myself, and I'm teaching you simultaneously to take care of yourself. And you have the choice. You can show up, and you can take care of yourself as well. So and I can do both at the same time. I can care for you, and uh, in the way that I can that I I can do it best right now. And I'm teaching you to also prioritize yourself. I'm teaching you to take care of yourself because it's not anyone else's job. Our, even as our kids, our job is to raise them, to be independent so they can take care of themselves. You know, and this whole thing, and I don't get me wrong, I'm all about taking care of our parents, but sometimes at the sacrifice of our own life, all we're doing is creating generation after generation after generation after generation who are sacrificing their own happiness in order to care for other people when if everyone just cared for themselves, you know, I think it'd be, I think the world would be a better world. It's not easy. It's not easy to prioritize yourself. It's not easy to show up for yourself, right? So, so here's the thing. You are providing healthy food for your family. If they don't like it, they can make their own fucking food. That's it. They're hungry. They'll eat it. You know what I mean? And this is what you're doing right now. So now the la the other thing I want to talk about is the sadness. They want to, because there is kind of this sadness because we use food like they love your food and you cook for them what they want and you know so maybe you switch the love the love is the healthy food and rather than the the food that they love and they enjoy and all that stuff and you can get back to that you can get back to like because when you're a foodie and you love the food that the indulging in the yummy food with your with your loved ones or indulging in the yummy food because it's yummy that's a thing that can bring a lot of people joy and so remember the whole point of this is this is to means to an end right now right this is you on the road to drive into Disneyland once we get to Disneyland you're gonna have the ice cream and the fun stuff and the whatever and all of those things right so it's just what you have to do to get to that place and that's the beauty of how we're losing weight is that it's not about never having those things it's about having them again and not gaining five pounds because your body's trying to gain all that weight back that you just starved and deprived it off so physically losing it in a way that you're gonna be able to eat those foods again mentally right not not using food to because you're stressed and because you're sad and because you're whatever, but still, still using food in all the best ways to enjoy time with your family, to show them love and to all those things. So they're at, they're recognized. There can be a feeling of sadness because you're no longer using food for that. And so you can feel like you're missing out on that. Like if you're a foodie and you love food, you love indulging and eating as much of it as you can. Even though when you go to eat it, once you're done losing, you're going to be in tune. And when you're full, you're full. You can still make that conscious choice to go in there and eat that. And then, you know, on the other side of that, just get back on track. Drink a little extra water, leafy greens the next day, and that's it. So the sadness is real. All the feels are real. It's just that you've got to figure out why am I feeling like this, right? What is my deal here? So, so just see, so it's very complex. There's probably a lot of reasons why you're feeling the way that you feel, but also recognize that's normal and that's all part of the process, especially that sadness. Especially if, you know, the food that you were making was bring your family joy and bringing your family together and you feel like it's not having the same effect, then maybe indulge in the fact that you're, you know, this is what you're doing right now. Say your family, hey, this is where I'm at right now. And if you guys could support me that, that's great. I'm still making you awesome food. You want to order a pizza, order a pizza, you know, and then, hey, once I've lost my weight, you know, I'm going to be back in this kitchen and, you know, cooking all the foods that you love. But if you could just give me this time to focus on myself and to, to do this thing that's really important to me, that's a conversation I had to break down and sit down with my family. Listen, I am doing this thing 
and it's bringing me joy and it is bringing me life. And I know you may not understand it, but I'm going to do it and let me deal with the consequences. If I find that it's something that's not serving me, I'm a grown up. I'm not going to do it anymore. But right now, this is what I'm doing. And I wanted to spend some time on that because I know a lot of you are struggling with that, especially in this mess in middle. At this point, you might get a lot of people are saying to you, you're still doing that diet. You're still doing that program. Oh my God, are we going to ever eat normal again? Na, 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 na. Yes, it's going to take you fucking time to reach your goals. So get used to it. You need to get used to it. And everybody in your life needs to get used to it because once you get there, you're going to be so happy that you did. It's going to be a game changer. And then all that time and energy and money that you have spent trying to lose this weight, you're going to move past all of that. You're going to move past all of that. And you're going to be happy and your family's going to be happy and everyone around you is going to be happy, you know, and you all just get to move on from this whole conversation. So I love this. Okay, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. Um, I know Sonia's like, come on, Gina, you got to go. You got things to do, girl. Um, I'm excited for where everyone is at. If you're feeling the feels, good. That's what the messy middle is all about. There's a lot of feels for so many different reasons. Keep showing up. You're going to keep working through them. And you may not have the answers now. Why am this? Why that? It'll come. You're showing up. You're doing the work. Just, you know, set your intention end of day reflections you're going to work through all of it because you're going to work through all of it because you need to work through all of it to get to that place you know to get to that place where you get to move past all of it um have an amazing day everyone um we got some fun stuff happening this week if you've missed us uh, spill the tea and dr paul and your know, Libby loser spotlight um you know great opportunity to get caught up the next couple days are quiet in the group so great opportunity to do that be all in with downsizing there's only another few days left ask those four questions right dive in with it because we're switching things up next week i uh, didn't get your question popped over on the question of the day page my team will answer it there and remember um we do turn all of these lives into podcasts so if you want to download and listen at your leisure that's available have an amazing day everyone i'll check in later bye hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.